Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. From now until September 15th, we are encouraging members to register to Paint It Forward as a way to give back to their local community. You can register individually or as a group on our website. Look for Paint It Forward under the Events tab to register. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Ask a Painter Live with Nick Slavic. In this episode, Nick demonstrates his exterior painting SOP and shows us the products he uses on his own house. We're live out here at the Slavic farm. We got the crazy internet out here. Sorry about the delay there. Uh, we kind of gets interrupted even on cell service out here. So like I said, this is the exterior SOP show. Uh, this is a, kind of a back to the basics thing. Uh, I thought I would show you my SOP, uh, show you the products I use on my own house and kind of give you an update from two years ago when I built this house and kind of use it uh, as an example of uh, how to do some things out here. So number one, when we talk about um, exterior painting, uh, I built this house about two years ago out here. We are in the country. We got the gravel roads. We got the farm fields and everything else. And at that time, uh, Sherwin-Williams came out with this very novel new product called Emerald Rain Refresh. And I was very intrigued, obviously, when you talk about like a self-cleaning paint with some cross-linking technology and a limited lifetime warranty and all that stuff. Obviously, uh, any any new basic exterior paint uh, that gets added to the lineup, I'm very intrigued because we always love to diversify our offerings. So I went out here and we coated the entire house uh, with Emerald Rain Refresh, two coats. It was new construction, so based on the uh, technical data sheet of Rain Refresh, one coat for a repaint. Uh, you can self-prime with um, with Rain Refresh as well, too, spot prime, and then a coat of Rain Refresh. But a new construction, two coats is always good if it's never been painted before. So that's what we did out here. And honestly, this house has held up really well. It is so dirty out here. We've gone through multiple driveway construction, prairie restoration, farm field tilling, everything else. It holds up insanely well. Tons of bugs and everything else. We come out here, we pressure wash the house every once in a while. Uh, the natural rain takes care of it, especially out of the west when we get those big storms coming across the farm, things like that. And uh, it holds up really well, guys, as advertised, I'm happy to say. So um, I'm going to give you a quick refresher. I picked a very small portion over here to show you guys. I thought this was a very good um, sort of uh, typical uh, exterior portion. We have a light that I'm going to show you how to prep. We have uh, the window that I'll show you how to prep. And you can see, typically, uh, we've converted uh, most of the company over to 12-inch plastic uh, instead of the paper. It holds up a lot better outside. Um, prep is the is is the most important thing on a lot of these things, as you guys know that too. It feels like the longer we do this, the more we realize like we are preppers that happen to do a little bit of painting versus painting, and we have to do some prep and stuff like that. So prep is the big key. Now, offer to you guys as usual, uh, if you want my standard operating procedure, my field checklist like this, the, it'll basically tell you exactly how to paint a house from start to finish, my, my basic steps in between. You email me, nick at nickslavic.com, and I will send you one. And that email address and that offer is in the show notes of this show here. Uh, a couple quick updates before we dive into some basic prep procedures. Um, uh, I have a list of master's classes and links and Sherwin-Williams Pro Shows and Business Expos all in this too. If you want to join me for some high-level learning about the business side and, and otherwise, you can uh, follow a link and register and show up there. Uh, next week, I am going to be in uh, Fort Lauderdale area at a soccer stadium presenting and then uh, me and the family are going to watch a soccer game uh, with all the people at Sherwin after that. And 
So if you want to be there next week, certainly uh, let me know. Uh, let Sherwin know. And there's a link in the uh, in the show here as well. So, all right, prep is the most important thing. And obviously, when we start out on a project like this, my preference is always to wash houses. If there's uh, things like cobwebs, dust, dirt, powdery mildew, things like that. For the houses we don't prep, they tend to be very clean houses that just need a little bit of, you know, they tend to be houses in the city, don't get a lot of powdery mildew, uh, don't get dirt from gravel roads and things like that. Um, typically though, what we find is that, especially with uh, spider webs, cobwebs, things like that, those have to be kind of uh, taken off with brushes mechanically like that, because those things stick really, really well. But once it's dry, and typically we will check with a uh, digital moisture meter, 15% less moisture, and we are ready to go. Uh, obviously that is the case out here. It dries super quick uh, after a wash. I have some basic prep done. Since we're only doing this uh, specific area here, this is kind of a bite-sized chunk. I don't want you guys to have to sit through me painting a whole side of the house. Uh, I already prepped off the perimeter. Um, you can see down below here, I also have the 12 inch plastic underneath the drop cloth. Uh, tape to the foundation. We're going to keep the foundation clean. And then I put the drop cloth over that. And so I kind of like that belt and suspenders sort of prep like this. Um, number one, because if you just lay a drop cloth down, when you spray at 2,000 to 3,000 PSI, you're going to puff that drop cloth back and that paint is going to get on your concrete. So I like to do the belt and suspenders thing where we kind of hold down the plastic like that. And it, it makes a nice little kind of like overlap, keeps everything clean. You can see I have one light prepped already. Um, our SOP calls for taking off lights, but uh, these are <laughs> these are glass-coated ceramic uh, barn lights that I had specially ordered for the house. They're a little tricky to get on and off, so I don't want to go through that process again. So lesser of two evils for lights like this that are a little tricky. I prepped it in place because I don't want to have to, uh, you know, you can see they're very heavy, kind of cantilever levered out. And if the bolts aren't in just right, it'll kind of pull them like this. So it took me about two hours per light to install them uh, two years ago. And I don't want to go through that process again. So lesser of two evils, like I said, we're just going to prep it off. And as soon as we're done kind of walking through this process, then we will actually go prep that off in the window too. Um, the windows and doors, uh, very, very important that you get these things right, especially when you're painting white paint on a black window like that. Um, uh, standard carry for prep stuff. We have uh, our prep pouches for our company. And what I carry around in my prep pouch uh, is this. We got tape hooks and I have my frog tape commercial. Um, for standard operating procedures, we want to uh, level the playing field and have less decisions made every day. So we basically just use uh, blue commercial frog tape, the inch and a half version for everything, inside, outside. We don't have to make a tape decision. We just grab the blue stuff and we go. Um, I like, uh, when I do wear out an old purdy or something like that, I cut the handle off, smooth it out a little, and that'll be my cleaning brush. Had this one for years. It'll last mainly a lifetime. Uh, they're so well made. And then obviously my purdy uh, multi, the folding tool like that. I always keep a, uh, a screwdriver. This is mainly, uh, this little stubby guy, this is mainly for interior painting, uh, for switch plates and stuff like that, but obviously uses out here as well too. And then uh, a lot of times we make plans on, on job sites and we have Sharpies to make those plans. So I always keep a couple of Sharpies on me like that, but that's basically the prep pouch, the, the basic carry that I do with that. Wherever I go, inside or outside a house, I just carry this stuff around because how many times a day do you have to go grab for one of these and you didn't slip it back into that cute little side pouch on your painter's pants and then you have to walk over and get it. So I like to just put everything in the pouch. You know you just have it and then fine. Obviously, you guys know I'm a big fan of the knee pads like this too. Uh, they will save your shoulders. They will shave, save your neck. They will save your back, knees, legs, and everything else. They are uh, key key if you're going to be a crafts person the rest of your life and do this beautiful craft keep your body healthy knee pads are a huge huge portion of that then of course 
3M hand masker. Oop, my masker. 3M hand masker, staple of what we do, especially with dispensing the 12 inch plastic. I'm gonna use some uh, uh, flake proof film over this window here, and we're gonna cover the light as well. So I'll give you a demo on the light, and then we'll work on, and we'll work on the window together. So like I mentioned, these are tricky to get off, so I'm just gonna prep this one in place. And what I like to do is just dispense, dispense a little bit of the film like this. Handy hook goes right on the prep pouch like that. And then we apply to the base like this. Running it nice and tight against that siding. Coming right back around, tight, clean. And then always pressing down like that. And then we're gonna extend our plastic out. And I like to just go all the way. I always do a little more plastic than you need only because you just don't wanna be short and have to cut another piece. And I'll wind it around the gooseneck. I'll bring it up over here and give it a wrap. Just like that. All right, now, since we got our tape on our hook, we'll give it a couple taps across here. And again, you can make this as pretty as you want, but typically when you have a whole bunch of these on your house, like I do, you kind of want to just get this up and secured. You want to make sure there's no spots sticking through that you can get paint on. Looking good. And I'll go around the gooseneck a couple times just to keep this stuff in place. And again, you want to prep this stuff thinking that you might be gone for the weekend. You know, my company has a four-day work week, and when we prep stuff on a Thursday, like yesterday, it might sit here for three days. So you want to make sure this stuff is all secure so that wind and rain doesn't disturb it. So, okay, we got a good seal on the light there. Let's move on down to the window. So this is uh, something that I've perfected over the years. and the best skills you can have as an exterior painter, uh, the ability, let me level off my tripod here, uh, the ability to mask these windows uh, proficiently. So level this guy off here so you guys aren't tilted. This is a process that's very straightforward. Almost everybody does it the same, but when you get it down to a science, you can do every window between three and five minutes around a house. It saves a ton of time, and especially when you're going white to black like this, you can see. There we are. And then for this one, typically we would, we would cut, we are going to tuck. and then we're going to bring the plastic down right to about that upper edge there so we can put it back in place tape here you do one side at a time and then a little trick with the purdy painters tool here you slip that down use that as a cut guide and it'll give you a perfect line and you do that we'll do the same on the other side Use your tool as a guide. 
nice and tight. Your plastic is nice and tight to the substrate. You're not gonna get a lot of flapping from the wind. Uh, it's watertight, because if you have a whole bunch of cuts and everything else, or the plastic is loose, water can actually collect and even seep into the house. You gotta be careful of that. Uh, and then basically, it's time to paint after that. So let me move my tripod back here. Let me level it out again. Got a little unlevel ground. And I'll kind of show you guys the uh, the landscape here we're working with. Uh, let me take my phone and microphone. So, tools of the day. Nova 390 PC cordless. This thing has been really fun to work with. For those of you following the box blind job too, I have no power out there. So taking a cordless airless sprayer out there with a, with a, a huge battery pack on it, amazing. You can do about four to five gallons per sprayer there. And of course we have our Emerald Rain Refresh, which was on the house originally, which we're gonna be spraying again today. Uh, we have chalked up in the spray gun. We have a uh, Titan. Uh, HEA 413. Uh, this is, I, I like a four, 400 series tips when we do outside. It seems to concentrate the spray pattern really well, but, um, you know, it doesn't have a whole bunch of overspray and stuff too. I've painted lots of houses with 300 series tips when it's smaller siding, but you can see my siding is kind of the wide board and batten. Uh, it's very tempting to use like a 517, something that's got a little more uh, uh, oomph to it, but it does just create a lot of extra paint, extra overspray. So honestly, I like to dial down my tips outside and use either FFLP, uh, LLP, or uh, HEA to control that overspray. And you can be super efficient with your paint and actually save paint at the end. So uh, it's a fun thing to do. But uh, I found that typically when I do exteriors, I will take you know, like a 310, 313. I will take a 413, 415, and then always have a 517, uh, just in case, because you never know. I mean, sometimes you really do like to just, <laughs> there's uh, there's some stuccos and there's some old barns and things like that that really benefit from sort of like, you know, a 517. But, you know, again, I typically try to just take it easy on that because you're gonna, you're gonna use a lot of paint. There's gonna be a lot of overspray too. So, all right, I'll grab my bench. That and it's uh, we usually have uh, sprayer extensions, uh, gun extensions as well too. Um, it just depends what you're doing. Um, kind of a horse apiece about those two. Gun extensions are very handy when you're going from the ground or areas where you can get a whole house from a ground like a Rambler. They get a little tougher when you're up on an extension ladder because now when you think your extension ladder is there, even with a brace or a standoff, you kind of have to stand back a little farther and sometimes trying to get an even spray pattern with a longer uh, extension is a little bit trickier. So it just kind of is what it is. So before I spray, let's see what we have here. Oh, thanks for everybody watching here. Where do you get your uh, tape hooks from? So these are just random internet ones. I think the original one, uh, I can't even remember where I got it from. I've had this one for 10 years, give or take, but just uh, um, you can search up either, uh, you're probably not gonna find a tape hook, but almost like a, a utility belt hook, and you'll find those. A lot of carpenters wear them for drills, things like that. It's a, it's a super handy thing here. So, all right, folks, let's get to some spraying. Um, before I do that, I should say as well, uh, I thought I would just show you this. This is kind of cool. Uh, I've been messing with the uh, Purdy storage box, uh, which is pretty awesome. Has all my stuff in it like here. Um, it's great to just throw all this stuff <laughs> in the wheels and throw it in the back of the van. Um, for the last bunch of weeks, I've been kind of assuming the operations manager uh, role for my job, and it has been super fun to kind of roll these onto site, roll them out, help, uh, help the crews with their stuff, and then put them back on. So, 
All right, folks. Um, I, as always, after this show, uh, to answer any of your questions you have here. If you have any exterior painting questions, coatings, applications, tools, techniques, processes, even production rates. Uh, if you guys remember, when I painted this house originally, we actually broke this house down and I showed you not only how to job cost a house like this, but then also how to do uh, get production rates from it too. So if you guys want that, I will share that data with you as well too. Uh, da, 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 da. Jim Callahan, how's it going? Uh, good, man. Safety up. I'm going to turn my sprayer on, and I'm just going to spray uh, the side of this house here for you because it's always fun to watch another craftsperson do something. I know I find myself watching you guys all the time with this stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so general technique for board and batten siding is you want to keep that uh, top to bottom wet edge uh, going as best as you can. With lap siding, you want to keep the side to side, and I would actually walk the entire length of this if I could, or if you have to put a ladder up, do four to five boards, do them in front of you, and then either have another ladder, an apprentice moving, so you can hop ahead, you can hand them the gun, something, but 91 degrees, breezy, you can hear the birds, you can hear the wind out here. Keeping a wet edge is key to keep that even, beautiful, professional finish going uh, throughout the side here, so. Oh, Sherwin, how's it going? Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, and Sherwin, thanks for being good partners to all of us. Um, very interesting. Uh, we had an emergency order of paint that had to be in today. Within one hour, my friendly store and Katie, the store manager, and everybody else there fulfilled the order and got it to me and us in time. So again, uh, there was a, a question on the painter internets on one of the Facebook painter groups today that says, how do you best use the relationship between you and your paint rep and your vendor? And my feedback has always been, there seems to be like, people sometimes look at their paint rep and because you have to pay your paint bill every month, sometimes there can be this like ad hoc, knee jerk, adversarial reaction to that because you have to give these people money and you need the paint that they provide you. But most people don't understand what kind of beautiful relationship you can have with your paint rep like I do with my Sherwin-Williams rep and my store manager and everybody in our district and state and everything too. Um, a lot of times, uh, unprofessional painters, uh, bad painters, bad craftspeople will beat up their paint reps. They will do something bad to a house like this and then call their paint rep and say, hey, you need to come out here and tell this client that I didn't ruin that house. And I normally say, listen, most of that stuff is human error. And I want to say in the last 20 years, I've run into one actual product failure where a house faded really quickly in six months. I actually worked with my Sherwin-Williams paint rep and we got it fixed. Uh, immediately for the client, but I'm not I'm not out there every day beating up my paint rep. Um, the one way that I foster my relationship with my paint rep and uh, my Sherwin Williams people is we're a rapidly growing business, and every year I sit down and say, Hey, here's our plan for growth this year. I want to work with you. I can give you all of that growth. We can work together, but here's some things that you can help me on. Here's some pain points in my business. We're running into problems where our people need a lot of extra paint here and there. There's logistics between the shop and the site. There's color matches. There's things like that. Uh, there's uh, uh, color consults. And you basically sit down with your rep and say, here's the pain points I'm experiencing in my business. Let's work together and solve all these things. So uh, I've had a beautiful relationship with that. And uh, uh, because of Ask a Painter, I've been connected with uh, people in Sherwin-Williams up and down the line. And uh, all I'll say is you got a really professional organization that you have at your disposal. And I don't think people understand what kind of relationship and what kind of benefits you can provide them and they can provide you going forward here. So, all right, let me check for any last little, uh, uh, da, 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 any last questions. All right. 
time to get painting, everybody. Um, if I missed anything, please let me know in the comments there. But basically, um, I will give you my SOP. It's something that I've developed over the last 20 years and 15 years of owning my own business. Basically broken down all the steps to a project like this and getting it going. Um, now it's time to paint. So I'll safety up. Get the respirator going. And technique for something like this would be, um, like I said, wet edge. I'm gonna hop up on my, my bench. I'm gonna do the top portion. I'm gonna hop down, do the bottom, and we're gonna keep that wet edge moving. And it's very important to have everything in place, ready to go so that when you do start painting, you're not climbing down, stopping, this and that. When I start a side of the house, I go until I'm done with that side of the house. Then grab a drink of water, check the phone, check Slack, see if your company needs anything, and then get back at it like this. So, uh, all right, here we go, everybody. Uh, I love watching other people painting. I hope you like this too. Um, company cruise tonight with uh, with all my people. It's gonna be a glorious night out on Lake Minnetonka. I know there's gonna be some other painters there as well with us. Um, have a good weekend, everybody. Let's paint my house.
All right, everybody. Let's have a look-see here. I love a good aerobic workout here in the afternoon. You can see beautiful. You want you want heavy coverage, good coverage, but you don't want to over-apply, especially on humid days, it's gonna sag. But nice, even coverage, everything covered. Little micro cracks all filled with a nice heavy body paint. Looking for any missed spots. Looks good, everybody. All right, so thanks for watching, everybody. Have an awesome Friday, and as always, email me. I'll be looking for all your emails in my inbox next week for the SOPs. Uh, Facebook stars. <laughs> so this is Facebook's ways of monetizing this. You can send stars, and they count for money. Um, you guys have sent so much, they actually got monetized, and as promised, I am going to find out a way to give it back to the Ask a Painter Live community. More to follow. I'll be making a big-ass... Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.